Father. Um, there's so many names for the Lord, and as we dig in and as we start acknowledging and, and studying on the different names of God, we just kind of um, know more about him, know more about the God that we serve, amen? And the more we learn about him, which we're going to keep learning until we go to heaven, <laughs> we're going to keep learning more about him because there's always just an infinite amount of stuff that we're just always going to need to know more, amen, because there's so much more to know. Um, the, but the more time that we spend getting to know the Lord, the more time we spend in his presence, the more we know him, amen. And it's really just the same as if we have a relationship in the natural with um, somebody that we're dating or, or our spouse or our children, the more time you spend with them, the more you know about them, the more you know what they like, what they don't like, their favorite color, you know, you know more about what pleases them. And so that's why we're studying the names of God, because the more we know about him, the more we're going to know how to please him. Amen. James 4.8 says, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. And so the closer we get to a person, if you think about it in the natural, the closer we get to a person, the um, closer I walk to somebody, I can see their characteristics more. I can see what color they're wearing. I can see, um, you know, their countenance on their face. And so that's the same thing with God. The more we learn about him and the more time we spend with him, we're going to know what he likes, what he doesn't like, right? And we're going to know how he feels about certain things. And that's, that's what we want. That's our aim is just to live a life that pleases God. Amen. So we're going to start today in John 14. You can turn with me there. And I'm going to read um, verses 6 through 11. The disciples, you know, they're wanting to know the Lord as you and I, the Father, we want to know the Father. They want to know more about Him. They want to please Him. They want to um, live for Him. And um, they're, they're asking Jesus about Him. And so starting with um, John chapter 14, starting with verse 6, it says, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know my, um, who my father is. From now on, you do know him because you have seen him. And Philip's a little confused, and he says, Lord, show us the father, and we'll be satisfied. Jesus replied, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak are not my own, but the Father who lives in me and the work that he does through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. In other words, he's explaining to Philip that if you know me, you know the Father. And so we're not grasping God's three in one, okay? So we're not grasping at three different people. If we're focusing in on and spending time with the Lord, we're, we're worshiping the Father, we're, we're glorifying the name of Jesus, we're listening and walking in the Spirit, we are also getting to know the Father, all right? So I know when I was younger, I got a little confused about that. It took some time, but Jesus is explaining to Philip here, he's explaining to the disciples, if you know me, 
you also know the Father. If you know what I like, you also know what the Father likes. All right? And so he's like, you've been seeing the Father. You've seen the Father through me, through the works that I do, he is doing. I don't ever say anything and I don't ever do anything. Jesus said, I don't say anything or do anything that I don't first hear my Father say or see my Father do. And so he had this intimate um, Abba Father kind of relationship with the Father God. And um, we're going to see that a little bit through the scriptures today. So Jesus is saying here that if we know him, we also know the Father. And the same is true of the Holy Spirit. If we hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and he says, um, you know, this is the way, now walk ye in it, and we walk that way. Or, you know, Galatians 5.16, we walk in the Spirit and do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And, and the Holy Spirit's the one leading and guiding us. Then we're also actually listening to the Father. Because in um, John 16, verses 12 through 15, um, Jesus is telling his disciples, it's better that I'll go away because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and he'll not only be with you, but he's going to be in you. Whose spirit is it? The Father's spirit, Jesus' spirit. And he doesn't tell you anything on his own. He's telling you what he's hearing the Father say. And he's showing you the things that the Father is showing you. And so both Jesus and the Holy Spirit are helping us to focus on the Father, live to please the Father, the creator of everything. He's our Father. We're his children. And so um, today is just kind of a reflection and help us to help us to see that, yeah, there's three, <laughs> but they are also one. And so if we're worshiping the one, we're really worshiping them all. All right. And so when we focus on the Father, we're just kind of breaking it down because Jesus actually glorified his Father, even though he's in him and he's in him. <laughs> um, he's living to please and glorify his Father, and he's only doing what's pleasing to his Father. Amen. So the closer that we are to Jesus, the closer we are to knowing the Father and knowing him more intimately. Um, I love this. I'm, I'll be in the other room. Just I'm always busy doing something, dishes, laundry, cleaning out Jude's room, whatever. And I hear, and Jude and Clayton are just hanging out in the living room. And I always hear Jude, especially lately, he calls him Dada. Um, it sounds like this little baby. He's like, Dada, Dada, and, or Daddy, Daddy. So it's one of the two that he calls him. And, um, and I wait to listen to, you know, what is it he's calling him for. And usually he's like, I have a question. I have a question. Dada, I have a question. And it's so cute and I can't stand it. And so I wait to listen to what he has to say. And really he knows that if he calls his name, or we can know, if we call his name Abba, Father, that he's going to listen up. He's going to stop what he's doing. He's going to pause that TV show or whatever to answer and reply. Why? Because, because Jude knows him as Dada or Daddy, he knows that he can get his attention. He knows that he has such a close and intimate relationship with him that he could ask him anything. And so that's why we need to know God as our Father, so that we can feel like we have that kind of relationship where we could go to him and say, Daddy, Abba, Father, and ask him something. 
whatever it is that's on our heart. You know that he wants, you know, to bless us with every good and perfect thing. He wants us to give, he wants to give us the desires of our heart. Why? Because he's a good father. We want to listen to, and we want to, you know, it's coming up Christmas, and you kind of ask your kids, you know, and you hear about two million times what it is that they want for Christmas, and you want to be able to give your kids something and bless them with something that they desire, and that's the same thing with our Father, our good Father. He wants to give us the desires of our heart, and so when we approach Him, we want to approach Him as our Father. Amen? So I love that. I love, I love when the Lord gives me an example from my own life to relate to my relationship with him. And so Jude's relationship with his dad just reminds me of us coming to our father, God, and asking him. And it's not, out of a, it's not in a way, he's totally sincere. He's not in any form or any fashion manipulating the relationship by saying, dada which he's six, so it's kind of cute because it's like a little young for him to be saying dada, but he does it, and it's so cute. And he's, so he's not manipulating the situation. He's not manipulating that relationship by calling him daddy and then asking him the question, and neither are you. If you have this relationship with the Father, when you go before him and you go before him and you pray to the Father in Jesus' name, you're not manipulating the situation. It is what it is. He's your father. You're his child. And when you call him father, he responds because you're his child. And he wants you to be blessed with every good and perfect thing. Amen? He wants to bless us and give us the desires of our heart. So Jesus, um, just as we know our earthly father, or maybe you had a stepfather or someone else who was significant in your life as a father, we too can call God our father and have that close-knit relationship with him and look at him as daddy. Daddy's taking a, Abba father is really saying daddy. And it's a, just a closer, more intimate way of saying father. Because it would be kind of formal for Jude to go up to Clayton and say, Father? <laughs> I feel like that's like an English thing, maybe. Um, Father, I need your attention. <laughs> but no, he goes up to him and says, Daddy, Daddy, I have a question. And so when we have this intimate, close relationship with the Lord and Jesus, we see him as an example, having this close, intimate relationship with God. And um, he calls him Abba, Father, which is Daddy. He calls him Daddy. Isn't that interesting? Let's turn to Romans 8, 14 through 16. It says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And I'm just going to stop there. I'll read the rest in a second. But listen to this. If you're a son of God, he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Listen, didn't we just learn that the Holy Spirit is only saying what the Father's saying? And he's only showing what the Father's showing. And so that, that means that if we're a child of God and we're hearing the Spirit of God, which is really the Father saying something, if you're a child of God and you want to please the Father as a good child should please his Father, 
then you're going to be led by the Spirit of God. You're going to recognize that that's the Father's voice, that's the Father's desire, and you're going to be led by the Spirit of God. Why? Because he's your father, you're his child, and you want to please him. Amen? Okay. It says, For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we now cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Or you could say it this way, the spirit bears witness that he is our father. Isn't that good? So as many as are led by the spirit of God, he says, they are the ones who are my children. They're the sons of God. They're the children of God. And if you're a child of God, I'm just kind of paraphrasing this. If you're a child of God, you are going to, and, and you have that kind of intimate relationship with the Lord, then you can call on him, Abba, Father. And you will respond to his leading by his spirit because you recognize that it's just not just the spirit's voice, but he's only going to tell you what the Father is saying, and you want to please the Father. Isn't that good? And that's how Jesus lived his life is wanting and only desiring to please his father. Let's turn to Galatians 4. Galatians 4, verses 6 and 7. So we've been adopted into God's family. He created us, and we've been adopted into his family, and we now cry, just like Jesus, Abba, Father. Galatians 4, verses 6 and 7. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but you are God's own child. And since you are his child, he has made you his heir. So we're not a slave in that we have to do what pleases him. We are now a child and we get to or we should want to do what pleases our father. In the word of God, he says, those who love me keep my commands. And, and Jesus even said, um, if you keep my commands, if you love me and you keep my commands, me and my father will come and show ourselves to you, will reveal ourselves to you. And so what, the more we please the Father, the more we do by being led by the Spirit of God and being a child of God, the more we please the Father, the more we're going to be drawing closer to the Father and the more we're going to know what pleases the Father. And it's just a continual process. Amen? Hallelujah. So he's grafted us into his family we're no longer slaves but we're god's own child and he has made us an heir um god loved us so much we hear in john three sixteen, for god so loved the world god the father that he gave his one and only son that whosoever would believe on him will have everlasting life the father loved us so much and we know that we didn't deserve it <laughs> He sent his only son even when we didn't deserve it. Christ died for us. So the father and Jesus of his own free will died on the cross, 
gave his life for us. Why? Because he's a good father who loves us so much, he sacrificed his only son for you and I, even when we didn't deserve it. Amen? So what a, what a loving, caring, forgiving, and merciful father we have. Amen? Hallelujah. We're his children. He's our very own loving father, and his spirit is here, not just with us, but in us, to lead and guide us as his children. He's directing our footsteps as his children to show us which way to go. Why? Because he cares about where we end up. He obviously wants us to live with him in heaven, you know, for eternity. He wants us to be blessed. Um, 3 John 1, 2, he says, Beloved, or children, (laughs) I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, and that your soul would prosper. In other words, I, as your father, want you blessed, spirit, soul, body, and mind. Any earthly father would want that. A good earthly father would want that for their child, for their child to be blessed and healthy and whole, you know. But that's the father, the heavenly father's heart for his children. And we see that that's the true love, and we'll talk about it another day, but the agape of God, the love of God, that it's not conditional. It's an unconditional love. And so as we get to know him more and more as our father, and as we get to, to reflect on Jesus' relationship with him as the father, we get to see how totally unconditional the love of God is for us. The love of the Father is for us. And the more we realize how unconditional and how great that is, the more we desire to live a life that pleases him. To show him our love because he who loves me, he said, keeps my commands. In John 6.38, it's a little reflection of why Jesus, Jesus knew the Father as such a loving and pure and holy God. And... um. He only wanted to do what pleased his father. And he said in John 6, 38, he said, I came not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Who sent him? The father God. He was the son and the father sent him. And Jesus left to go sit at the right hand after his, his job was accomplished. But he didn't leave us alone because he gave us his spirit. Amen. And we're even better off. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Matthew 6. We're going to read the Lord's Prayer. It's not something you think about all of the time, but the more you reflect on the Father and, and how loving he is and how powerful he is and how um, forgiving and merciful he is, the more you want to draw close to him and, and worship him and live to please him. Amen. Matthew 6, 9 through 13. And this is the Lord's Prayer, and Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray. He says, pray this way. Our Father. So he dresses the Father. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon, and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. Let us not yield to temptation, but deliver us or rescue us from the evil one. So I'm going to stop there. 
Just like Jesus, he's teaching us to pray like he did, recognizing the Father God, praising him and thanking him. Then he's teaching us to only want to do what the Father's will is. So he says, may your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So he's teaching us to desire, to only desire what the Father's desire is, to only do what's pleasing to him. And so really Jesus was just laying out there for us how he lived his life, to please the Father, addressing the Father, Lord, what Heavenly Father, what is your desire today for my life? Today, I want to do what pleases you. I pray today, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. And, and you can redo it the how you want, but I remember my dad preaching one service, and he was talking, he broke down the Lord's Prayer, and he was talking about applying it to your own life personally. And so I pray, um, Lord, let your will, not my will. Let your plan, not my plan, be done. Heavenly Father, I just worship you and I praise you. You know, not just reading it as a script, but putting, making it your own and applying your own life to it. But Jesus was showing that kind of just like a structure of the fact that we should be addressing the Father. The fact that we should be desiring to do the Father's will and his plan. Why? Because his will and his plan for our lives is perfect. He, how many of you know he knows better than we do? <laughs> Have we messed a few things up? Yeah. We're just like Adam, messed a few things up, just like Abraham, trying to help God out sometimes. You know, it doesn't work out very good, but we try, <laughs> and we shouldn't. We should just really do what's pleasing to the Father. Find out in his word. Find out by his spirit what he wants you to do that day. Amen? Hallelujah. John eight twenty nine. it says, and the one who sent me, Jesus is talking, and the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases the Father. So that just goes to show that as you draw close to God, and he's drawing closer to you, how are you drawing close to God? By, by living a life that's pleasing to the Father. Jesus was making a point saying, he's saying, the Father hasn't gone anywhere because I'm only doing what pleases the Father. That means he's with me all of the time. You know, the times that we feel distant from God, we feel kind of far off, even though he hasn't gone anywhere because he says, I'm with you always, even until the end of the age. But when we feel that distance or we feel far off, it might be because there's some kind of sin or distraction in our life where we got into um, not pleasing the Father. Because Jesus says here, he said, the Father hasn't gone anywhere because I, he has not deserted me because I only do what pleases him. So if you think about it a little bit, if you live a life to please the Father and only do what's pleasing to the Father, you're going to feel his presence all of the time. You're going to know that he's with you all of the time, just like Jesus did. You're not going to have the absence of his voice because there's not going to be anything clouding your thoughts or your, your hearing from the Lord. You're only going to be doing what pleases the Father. You're only going to be having ears to hear what his spirit is saying to you. Amen? Hallelujah. So when we realize how much God loves us and we worship the Father just like Jesus did, 
And we live to please the Father, just like Jesus laid out for us, even in that Lord's Prayer. We start recognizing how much he loves us, and we have this new um, love for the Lord, a new desire to only do what pleases him. And without realizing it, just because we want to worship him as our good father, realizing everything good and perfect has come down from him, amen, when we realize how good and perfect he is and how loving he is, all we want to do is just please him. Then our footsteps start being more ordered of the Lord. We start being led by the Spirit, not fulfilling the lusts of our flesh. How in the world does that happen? It's not by your will. It's not just because you will to do the right thing. It's because suddenly you have an, uh, a realization of how much he loves you. And you have a desire to want to please him more than to want to please your flesh. That's why Galatians 5.16 says, Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. When you're walking in the Spirit, you're hearing what the Father's desire is for you to walk. And what he desires for you to do. Amen. Matthew 5.16, we all know the scripture. It says, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to who? To your Father in heaven. Why are they going to give glory to your Father in heaven? Because just like Jesus, his works, he said, you know the Father because of the works that I do. So if we have so much of the Father's love in us, people are going to recognize that there's something different about you, and the something different is the Father, is the love of God on the inside of you. Amen? And that's going to be a light into this world because it's dark out there. Amen. It's dark out there and there's unforgiveness, there's a lack of love, there's hatred, there's pride and all that. But none of that is in God. And so the closer you draw to God and the closer he draws to you, the more you become like him. Amen. The more he changes us from glory to glory and we will shine so that the world can see our father. Amen. So this is exactly how Jesus led people to his father, is by the works that he did. He let his light shine. He glorified the father. And God's such a good God. He's such a good father. He loved us so much. He gave his only son, amen, even though we didn't deserve it. I said the scripture already, James 1.17, it says, every good and perfect gift is from the father above. When a father loves his child, which even in the natural, as a father, my husband loves his children and wants to bless them. He's been having some fun Christmas shopping. I don't know why he suddenly, usually it's my job, okay? But suddenly he just wants to bless his kids, okay? So Every good and perfect thing, as much as, think about it, and he says that when he's talking about the Holy Spirit too, how much more will your heavenly Father give you good gifts? He says, if someone being a natural father wants to bless his kids, how much more will your heavenly Father want to bless you? Why? Because he loved us unconditionally. In the natural, it's a conditional love. And we see a little reflection of it. But when we look at the relationship that Jesus has with his Father... That's the same, we were adopted into that, and that's the same relationship we can have with the Father. Amen? 
And we realize how good he is and how perfect he is and how merciful and loving he is. And we realize that everything good, the breath that we have, the family, the love, the, the shelter, the food on the table, anything good that we experience in life, the sun that's shining, whatever is blessing you, every good and perfect gift that you experience in this life is from the Father. That's why we don't want to focus on, and I know some things happen in this life, and I know everything isn't as grand as last year, we'll just say, <laughs> um, as far as like freedoms and things like that, but don't even worry about that. Start focusing more on the Father and how good he is because guess what? He hasn't changed one bit. Amen? And so we have so much to be thankful for and so much to glorify him for because every good and perfect thing we have in life is from him. 1 John 3, 1 says, See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did or does not know him. So everything we have, everything we are, everything we've been given is because of the love of the Father. It's all because of his love that he's bestowed upon us. He loved us so much he adopted us into his family. And he wanted, to, he wanted us to live so badly that he gave the life of his son so that we could have eternal life and live with him. That's how much he loves and cares about each and every one of us, even the ones who are out there and not serving him. It doesn't matter. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for them. And so it doesn't make us any better to sit here. I mean, yes, you're here because you love God and you're striving to serve him, but he loved them just as much and died for them too. Amen? And so that's why so much more we should be living to please the Father so our light shines bright. For them to see our Father in heaven. Amen? Hallelujah. Everything good that we have in life comes because of the Father's love for us. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, Yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things and through whom we exist. Really, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one, three in one. And all of it, everything that we have, everything good and perfect, and the lives we live has been created for him and by him. All because of his love. Amen. He's such a loving and merciful and wonderful God. The worship team can come back up or even just one of you is fine. John 14, 6 says this. Jesus said, and I, I quoted this before, but Jesus said this. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through me. And so if we desire to know the Father and know his love, there's no other way to know him except through a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's no other way. But we need to understand, though, the more we get to know Jesus, like he was explaining to, to um, Philip, the more we get to know Jesus, the more we look at the life and character of Jesus, the more we draw close to the Lord, and he draws close to us, the more we know the characteristics of the Father, because he's in him. Amen? Hallelujah. I hope that didn't...
send you on a maze and you get it. <laughs> they are three in one. Amen. He's a trinity. And this characteristic, and, and he was always here. And I know that's a lot to wrap your mind around, and we won't probably ever fully understand it until we get to heaven. But he's always existed. And he's a creator. And he's a loving and merciful God. And he created you and I. And he created everything in this earth for himself and by himself. So we're here as his creations, but now adopted as his children. Jesus, his son, was here. He, he lay aside deity. And he came here as a man to set an example for you and I of how to have a relationship with the Father God. And he was our example to only do and only say what we heard the Father saying or saw the Father doing. Why was he careful to do that? He didn't want to be absent from the Father. He wanted to be surrounded with his love, with his presence, with his peace, with his joy. He wanted to know and have that assurance that he was right there with him. And I don't know about you, but I don't like feeling alone. <laughs> I want to know that God's right there with me. And so as we draw close to God and focus on the Father, as we go through the door, which is Jesus, to have that relationship with him, we get to know him better and better. And we get to, as we get to know him better and better, we get to please him more and more. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you're such a loving and good, merciful, and forgiving God. Father, we just glorify you today. We just glorify you and we magnify you today. We thank you, Father, for loving us so much that you sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins. Even when we didn't deserve it, you loved us so much, Jesus. You died for us. You gave your life up for us. If there's anybody here today, maybe you know about God, maybe you know about the Father, you know about the Son and the Holy Spirit, but you personally have never accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, into your life. Jesus said, no man can come to the Father except through me. So there is no way to heaven, there's no way to a relationship with the Father except through Jesus and accepting what he did for you on the cross. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ into your heart and you would like to today, you can just signify by raising your hand and we'll pray a prayer with you. Anybody at all? Okay, Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father, that we have a relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us and showing us how to live our lives to please the Father, how to live our lives to glorify the Father. And Father, we just thank you that you love us. We thank you that you're so merciful, so gracious. And Lord, we just want to focus on you. We just want to reflect on you. We just want to glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We're going to go ahead and take up today.